You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back once again to the Overtime Ireland Football Podcast brought to you by OvertimeIreland.com. And I'm Colin, joined by DJ. DJ is a busy man. He's joining us via phone this week. Lots of stuff going on, DJ. Like I started the show with last week, two wins this week, both for the New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers. So a lot of a lot of success uh, coming out of this week, both uh, for both of our teams, and I'm sure for well half the teams around the NFL. Anyway, it was a successful weekend for the other half, maybe not so much. The playoff places are starting to get almost filtered uh, into who we know is going to get in, who's not going to get in. We'll be talking about those games very shortly on the show. How are you keeping this week, DJ? Did you did you enjoy the games? Yeah, Colin, very enjoyable. Week 12 for me, I thought the Detroit Lions would put up a bigger fight against the Patriots than they did, but thankfully Calvin Johnson was kept quiet by Darrell Rivas and Brandon Browner, so another win for the Patriots in Week 13 would go down quite well. Yeah, DJ, and as we know, uh, we know you're short in time this week with the commitments I mentioned last week at the, the college level. So uh, we'll get into the get into the games as quickly as we can. As always, at the start of the show, OvertimeIreland.com is the website. Do check it out. We are on Twitter. It's at OvertimeIreland. Our partners in crime, I suppose we'll call them, our, our partners on the interweb is uh, Last Word on Sport. They have a great website at LastWordOnSport.com. Their Twitter handle is at LastWordOnSport. And you, you might be listening to us, in fact, on the Last Word on Sport radio network. Do check it out. Do check out their site. They're, they're really helping us spread the word of Overtime Ireland each and every week. And uh, we do thank them for that. And DJ, uh, it was a great weekend of action. And I guess uh, we'll just get straight into talking about that NFL Week 12 action right now. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. So, DJ, the NFL Week 12 has come and gone, but I suppose we'll do a little bit of talking about it. Obviously, uh, you were very happy with the Patriots result. You mentioned there you thought that the that the uh, De- Detroit Lions would put up more of a fight, only getting the nine points off field goals, and uh, they missed a field goal as well in that first half. Not much of a click going on at the moment with Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. They seem to be having all sorts of issues on offense. They're not running the ball particularly well either. And Golden Tate, while he started the game quite hot, uh, slowed down considerably after that. So do you uh, do you think that's down to the Patriots' defense as it has improved over the last few weeks? Or do you think that it's uh, just a very, very bad few weeks for the Detroit Lions also? Well, Colin, I always said at the start of the season that I thought F. Brandon Browner and Darrell Rivas could click that the Patriots' defense would be in really good form and that's just what's happened in recent weeks the Lions weren't as good as I expected them to be but I think that was down to the Patriots defense rather than the Lions offense and Colin uh, I had a big fantasy dilemma this week whether to <laughs> pick LeGarrette Blunt or Jonas Gray or go with Roy Hallow Jr and Colin decided that I should or advised me to go with <laughs> Roy Hallow Jr and Let's say Legarrette Blunt. How many touchdowns did he get, Colm? Yeah, two touchdowns, Deasy, but I know uh, I certainly didn't see it coming and a lot of other people wouldn't. And I'm sure any of the Pittsburgh Steelers fans that have watched Blunt over the season, you know, they didn't think it was going to happen either. Obviously, the story that he got cut at the start of the week, then the Patriots picked him up. He wasn't even claimed on waivers, DJ. So, you know, a lot of teams probably didn't think that was going to happen this week. And uh, maybe it's something when he gets on the shirt, he seems to put on that Patriots shirt and he seems to turn into Superman. But, you know, another nice game from him here. He didn't uh, get all that many carries, DJ, and not all that many yards, but did pick up those two rushing touchdowns. Tom Brady, DJ, looks sensational again. And, you know, since they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, they've really been just railroading through teams, I think. I heard the average score of all the games since. If you add them up and divide them by the amount of games, I think around 40, 
42 to 20 points is the average score. So not giving up all that many points, DJ, and scoring a hell of a lot each and every week. So, you know, Wright getting in with a couple more touchdowns, tight end, Gronkowski still doing his bit. And, uh, you know, it's all it's all looking positive as uh, you just move forward. Until next week, DJ, when, of course, the Green Bay Packers are your opponents. And there's a do- or a, an L in the, in the loss column for you. But I will be previewing that, I suppose, on the podcast later in the week. And that's one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching this weekend. And should be a lot of interesting comments on next Monday's podcast. But big win for the Patriots. And I mentioned DJ, the Detroit Lions. Has to be some issues talked about there. Uh, you know, they're not putting up any points. And they haven't scored a touchdown now in two complete games. That's including last year or last week's game against the Arizona Cardinals. So two losses in a row for them after looking so good. They had a lot of close wins, DJ. And, you know, those last second wins at some stage kind of catch up with you. You don't keep getting them over and over again. And, you know, I thought they were going to be a real threat to the Packers. And, you know, over the last two weeks, they've they've really dropped uh, dropped the ball. And the Packers then with another win will go into that game now, I suppose, DJ. The Packers getting their win against the Minnesota Vikings, although it was closer than many people would have thought. The Packers kept things, you know, just ticking over. You know, it was a game you're on the road. You just don't want to lose. And the Packers didn't lose a 24-21 win. And uh, they had this game kind of in hand all the time, but, you know, the Vikings just never let them get away too far ahead. And, you know, Rodgers with another nice game. Didn't put up too many yards as always, but some very spectacular throws. And, again, it's Eddie Lacy who carried the ball the most and, you know, carried it, caught it. Both, uh, he's been very good in the, the receiving game as of late. A few nice screen passes and so on and so forth. But uh, Eddie Lacy's looking like he's ready for a, for a playoff run. And, you know, the weather's getting colder and I don't know who's going to want to stop him. He's, you know, bulldozing through people. He's kind of reminding you about a Marshawn Lynch and a bit of beast mode in him so we'll see we'll see how the Packers go going forward I mentioned these that's going to be a spectacular game next week with the, the Packers hosting the New England Patriots should be should be a fantastic game Teddy Bridgewater DJ had a, a, a number of uh, good pickups on the ground in this one and you know he had some he had some nice passes too a couple interceptions but overall the Vikings would have been happy with their day's work although disappointing for them not to, to not to pick up the win in their home in their home stadium but I think uh, overall, DJ, the way the Packers are playing, the Vikings kept it close. If they play like this against the, any of the other, you know, maybe lesser thought of teams in the NFL, they'll pick up a few wins before the end of the season. But uh, a nice one, all the same for my Green Bay Packers, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, taking uh, taking on the New England Patriots next week. Could be a, a Super Bowl preview, perhaps. Philadelphia Eagles, DJ, 43, Tennessee Titans, 24. You know, not a lot to say about this game. The biggest talking point in this game, obviously, was that. LaShawn McCoy seemed to come back to life in this. It was the, his best game of the season, over 100 yards, and he got a, a touchdown as well. So, big game for him. Sanchez had 300 yards for the third time in a row. That's on his three starts. He's picked up 300 yards in each game. And then, you know, the, the problem with him was he had two very, very bad interceptions. But, you know, the, the game was completely in hand, almost double the score of the Titans, putting up 40 points. And, DJ, you have that Philadelphia Eagles D and in a, in a, in special teams in a number of fantasy leagues. And, you know, they started that game pretty well. DJ getting it off to fly and start with that punt return or that kickoff return for a touchdown. So the, your biggest takeaway was probably that punt return. But any other talking points from this game? Big game here as well for Delaney Walker over uh, and around 100 yards uh, through the air. Yeah, Colin, you mentioned the Jets D there. And they've really been probably the best thing about the Eagles this season. They've got they've the, won. the Eagles D, you mean? <laughs> well, uh, it'd be strange if the Jets D was the best thing with the Eagles, but uh, I'll let you in. We'll continue with that. Yeah, Colin, the Eagles D has been fantastic this season. Actually, won me a number of fantasy games and kept my hopes alive of getting into the playoffs. And DJ, uh, when you're saying there, but um, you mentioned the the Jets D being the best thing for the Eagles this season. Maybe that is where the Jets D have been all season. Maybe they're down in Philadelphia because uh, they haven't been putting up too many big games, but. Who's to say they don't put up a big game tonight in the, in the game against the Buffalo Bills? 
Next game up, DJ, the San Francisco 49ers, putting up 17 points against the Washington Redskins, who got 13. Very, very low scoring two weeks here for the 49ers, 16 last week against the New York Giants, 17 this week. They are struggling on offense, but, you know, the defense is getting it done for them. RG3 again, not looking great, and uh, a good game a good game by the running back here, uh, Alfred Morris, 100 yards again, and, you know, he done it against the 49 49ers defense which is one of the better run defense in the league so you know they have a positive there but has to be question marks around RG3 and how he's playing at the moment obviously those there is a lot of question marks about it but I don't know at which point you know he's just playing so bad he doesn't look comfortable out there and you know maybe they turn back to Colt McCoy DJ uh, the 49ers you know Bolden had a nice game Crabtree had a nice game and you know Vernon Davis is may as well be invisible but all, all around the uh, 49ers, can you see a reason, DJ, why they're uh, struggling to put up points on the board over the last few weeks? Yeah, well, the reason they struggled to put up points against the Redskins was because they didn't give it to my man, Frank Gore, who <laughs> every time he got the ball, basically ran through the defense. So basically, Mr. Harbaugh, give the ball to Gore. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that, well, one of the times DJ gave it to Gore, the, we have to mention Gore had a, a fumble in this game as well, but I would much rather see the ball on the ground to set that run game up, DJ, give a chance then for play action for Kaepernick, and you know, we haven't seen much of Kaepernick running in the last few weeks, so we'll see what happens. The 49ers, they're still trying to get into the playoffs, and you know with, uh, we're going to talk about the Seahawks and the, the Cardinals game. Obviously, uh, both those teams going, but now we have on Thanksgiving coming up this week, we'll have the, the Seahawks facing the 49ers. So some big tussles coming up here in the next few weeks in this division, and we'll see who gets in. But I have to admit, DJ, the 49ers, uh, they've you know put the Packers out the last two years in the playoffs. So if they, were to, if they were to miss out, it's not something that would worry me as a Packers fan, but I still feel they might just sneak their way in there. The Arizona Cardinals, DJ, had a big loss. You know, they've been in fine form. I mentioned there earlier, they bet the Detroit Lions last week and they lost this week, putting up only three points. That solitary field goal against the Seahawks was a tough day. And this was the first day, DJ, we could really say that we've seen the, the Legion of Boom this season. It was the, the best defensive performance I've seen this season from the Seahawks. This game was littered with sacks. Both quarterbacks getting harassed. And uh, from both sides, we had Calais Campbell, the, the Cardinals, putting up a lot of pressure. Tommy Kelly, too, former Patriot, putting up a lot of pressure onto Russell Wilson and a number of sacks recorded between the pair of them. It was just a very physical game, 19 points, as I mentioned, for the, the Seahawks, but very tight throughout. And uh, I think at one stage it was 9-3, you know. I think that might have been a half-time score, actually, and it was just all field goals. So it, neither defense giving up a lot into, into the second half, and... You know, I have to say I was impressed here with the Seahawks. They're not doing all that much on offense, but on defense, they they looked very physical. This and the, the 12th man were very loud in this one. So I have to say a big win here. The Seahawks needed it more than the, the Cardinals, who are now 9-2, and two, their second loss of the season. And Seattle and uh, San Francisco, we mentioned that last game, both 7-4, and four, and they're facing off the age of Thursday night football this week. So that's a, that's one that I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how it goes. And it's, it's really going to be one hell of a contest, very physical, I'm sure. And have to say, uh, the Cardinals, I'm sure, bounce back from it. Drew Stanton was under a lot of pressure all game long, so we'll see what happens with him going forward. But uh, Larry Fitzgerald also sitting out, and you know they had a lot of a few other issues, and it's hard to run against them. They haven't been running the ball very well this year either with Andre Ellington. He was getting more balls kind of out of the backfield on screen passes and so on. So we'll see, we'll see how they respond. But uh, the Cardinals maybe just petering out a little bit. But with that defense, DJ, same as the Seahawks defense, you know I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be writing them off yet. Big win for the Denver Broncos, Colin, coming from behind against the shocking Miami Dolphins. They absolutely threw it away. And yeah, what else can I say about the Dolphins? I should have got the win in this game. Would have probably secured the AFC or 
the top spot in the AFC for the Patriots, even though I can't see them throwing it away at this stage. <laughs> well, DJ, uh, you know, not often I hear you being a, a Miami Dolphins, a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. I haven't, I haven't heard that from you before. Uh, maybe next we'll be seeing you going supporting the Jets, but... <laughs> You know, uh, very, very critical there to the Miami Dolphins. I thought Ryan Tannehill had one of, one of his best games here. He's been very good since they played in London. There was the talk of him possibly being dropped, but I thought he was very good here. I was, very, I was impressed overall. You know, he, you know, three first half touchdowns they put up, and they were going very well. He had a rushing touchdown, two passing touchdowns, and have to say overall, very, very uh, impressed with him. But the, the key point was he had an interception on a tip pass in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the, the this game was looking like it was going to be a Miami Dolphins win but Denver then led on put up a number of touchdowns back to back and you know kind of blew the game out of the water there was one stage where they they were down in the red zone they they went for the field goal after not converting and you know the field goal from McManus hit the post and the crowd were booing quite a lot they were very unhappy there were scenes on the sideline I think it was Demarius Thomas threw his helmet on the ground they were really really disheartened it looked like but a big fight back in Peyton Manning you know doing what Peyton Manning does and had a, had a fantastic game here you know they lost last week they lost to the Patriots were they going to lose three out of four games and not in Peyton Manning's watching this one I have to say DJ you know you, you come up against Peyton Manning and there was not much the Dolphins could do this Dolphins D has been very good all season and you know there was a, a few injuries here for them on the defensive side but the issue here, I suppose, when we talk about like the likes of Cameron Wake and Ultron Werner, they only had one quarterback hitting one sack on the day, so that's going to be that's going to make it tough for the for the team to win. But big, big performance here by the Dolphins' uh, offense, and you know they're trying to still sneak their way into the playoffs, but it's going to get tougher and tougher. And you mentioned the the hunt at the top of the AFC. Well, the Patriots have shown how good they've been in recent weeks, but you know the NFL things turn around quickly. And I mentioned the Packers coming up this week, the Packers and Red Hot Farm for you, and. You know, things could turn around if the Broncos win. It's a two-game swing, so we'll see We'll see this weekend. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. A lot of people just trying to fight to get into the playoffs, and DJ wants the top seed sewn up already by week 12. One of the other teams that are battling for that top seed in the AFC, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. They got a win against Jacksonville. Is there much else to say? Did we really expect Jacksonville to get the win here? <laughs> Well, DJ, for quite a while, DJ, this one was looking like it was going to be uh, going to be a t- tough one for them to win. I have to say that I thought overall it was going to be an easier game for the Colts than it was. But at one stage, I think at halftime, DJ, I was, I was watching this flicking over and back. I think halftime they scored three, three, three. So you know, like a, nearly like a soccer score. But the Colts in the second half doing quite well. Uh, there was a couple of turnovers for the Jaguars and a lot of turnovers for both teams in the first half. But Colts got the job done then in the second half, putting up. A number, of, a number of scores and a big one for them. T.Y. Hilton was kind of the talking point in this game. He, uh, his wife gave birth to a, a baby girl in the morning and picked up a 122 yards receiving and a 73-yard touchdown reception in this one. And, you know, then after he scored, he kind of done the, you know, how you see the soccer players doing the soccer celebration, putting the arms from side to side for rocking a baby. Well, he took the ball as if it was a baby and started rubbing the ball. So very interesting celebration by him. And anyone that's seen him after the game when he was interviewed, he, he was a bit of an emotional wreck. Uh, haven't seen that too much from NFL players after they get interviewed after the game. But lots of tears. And uh, if anyone has any translations of what he actually said, I really couldn't uh, understand a word that he was saying because he was his face was all tears and but i suppose a very proud day for him and you know best luck to him and the family as uh as he picks up another touchdown he went over a thousand yards uh, for the second year in a row so very very successful season for him and andrew luck uh, continuing to do what he does but uh, it was an impressive performance by the jaguars although the score didn't reflect that and obviously they didn't put up points but i thought the defense played much better than it has in recent weeks for them but you know as i keep saying dj say this every week maybe i'll record this now and just play it next week again when the Jaguars at some stage, DJ, need to start picking up wins. 
you know, I'll call them moving on to the Cleveland Browns against the Atlanta Falcons, and I know what's going to be top of Mike Smith's Christmas card list, or Christmas list from Santa, and that is a stopwatch, <laughs> so he can learn how to do clock yeah. management. Quite poor clock management yet again by the Falcons. It ended up costing them. Josh Gordon returned for the Browns, and, well, the Browns done what everybody expected them. They threw to Josh Gordon a few times. A few rusty catches by Gordon, but it's his first game back after missing the season to date, so I think he's going to be a major threat for them from now on. Yeah, DJ, you mentioned Josh Gordon there, 16 targets for him, and uh, he had 120 yards off 8 grabs and that, so you know he was playing very well. He actually threw a pass in this game too, so there was lots of stuff going on, and uh, the problem, one problem he had here was uh, one of the interceptions was in the red zone, in the actual back of the end zone, ball thrown towards him, and the ball wasn't, he wasn't going to make the pass, so he kind of gave up on the play, defender didn't give up, picked it off at the back of the end zone, and I think Garden could quite easily have pushed him out of bounds, and you know, it wouldn't have been a completed interception, wouldn't have got his feet down in bounds, but Garden gave up, and the defender got his ball, or feet down in, in bounds with the possession of the ball, so that was one of the, the poor parts of his performance, but we'll put that down to rustiness, but overall, uh, I was impressed with him, and when you see him out there, it just reminds you what he'd done last year. You mentioned he's the poor clock management. You were saying there about the Dolphins, and I said you were being overly critical. Maybe you weren't being critical enough of Mike Smith, and you know, I talked about, I was surprised after they came back from you know, uh, England, that he, he could have been lost a job there. He was on the hot seat. Well, that there's a couple of games now, particularly that game, and he almost done it last week, DJ, when they played the uh, the the uh, Carolina Panthers, when the Panthers got a chance for that long field goal at the end. And, you know, that's nearly three times it's really cost him in the last few weeks, so two it has cost him, leaving time on the clock to, to give the other team a bit of time. And I have to say it was an impressive drive down the field. I thought Hoyer looked fairly poor at times in this game. But, uh, you know, he, he stood up big and, you know, had a had a nice drive there to lead him down to the field goal, which was put over by Billy Cundiff to, to win the game. And, you know, the Falcons now, just very, very bad result for them at home, losing to the Browns. And the Browns have, have you have to say, DJ, this stage they've impressed everyone this season because nobody thought we were going to see them at this stage of the season still in the hunt for the playoffs. And, you know, if you look now, Hoyer is a 10-4 and four starter for the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, you, you can't... Uh, you can't really give out too much about, about the decision to keep him in. I know at one stage yesterday I was thinking, you know, this guy has to be taken out. But I have to say, you look at that, 10-4 as a starter for the team. You can't really argue too much about that. But uh, Mike Smith, really under pressure now. DJ, the next thing up, and uh, watch this game live last night. I stayed up late for it, and what a treat I got in the game. Although the New York Giants didn't get the win, they do have a star in the making, as Odell Beckham Jr. had an absolutely unbelievable catch. You know, i never seen anything to go over a Twitter timeline quite like it. The Cowboys getting the win 31-28, to and you know the Twitter timeline for Overtime Ireland and my own one was flooded with messages about the catch, and you know everyone was just talking about it. There was vines being put out. I was retweeting them and everything, and... Uh, absolutely unbelievable one-hand catch and he took it in for the touchdown so showed him it was well set up too by the by the team uh, doing the broadcast they showed the video of him in training or in warm-ups before it catching one-handed patch, catches and next thing about three minutes later little behold and we have Odell Beckham with a one-handed touchdown catch so absolutely unbelievable catch DJ I'm sure you've seen it at this stage what did you make of uh, Odell Beckham's athleticism on that one yeah Colin one of the best catches I've seen in the NFL normally it's Calvin Johnson, Joey Graham or Gronk that get them kind of catches but I think it's definitely one positive for the New York Giants this season is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah he started off the season obviously he missed the first four games but he's been in, in phenomenal phenomenal uh, perf- er, phenomenal uh, form since that 128 or 126 yards is en- uh, average in a game 
he had a sixty or eighty seven yard touchdown in, in the game as well and you know he's he's just very impressive to watch and he's in and out of break so quick the commentators are kinda of nearly gushing over him talking about him. So, you know, poor season overall for them but for him uh, they've definitely hit on one here in the draft and you know, I guess these will talk about the team now that actually won the game. That was the Dallas Cowboys. Looked like the Giants were going to see this one out, but uh, Tony Romo leading a long drive to win the game. Absolutely fantastic uh, towards the end of the game by him, and he got great protection on the, the last throw for the touchdown to Des Bryant. Des stepping up big again. He, uh, he's been very, very good. Tony Romo, you know, 143.4 passer ratings in the top five of his career, and, you know, he's had a, a few very good games in recent weeks. This is third in his last four that he's been over 135 in that quarterback written so he's been very good and you know he looked a lot more limber you know he had that back injury and he played against the the Jaguars and he had the last week off to recover so you know they're playing Thursday night football as well now against the Eagles in a big division game so he looked a lot better in this game looked like he was a lot more comfortable and we'll see what happens in that game DeMarco Murray did we'll give him a quick mention 10th time this season over 100 yards and Guess he's only played 11 games, so 10 times in 11 games. Uh, he's on pace now for 388 carries. He's on pace for almost 2,000 yards, and we'll see if he can get near that 2,000-yard uh, that marker, which is uh, an absolutely amazing achievement by any running back in the in the modern game in particular. A couple more games need you to run through now, and I guess we'll talk about the Chicago Bears, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this was not good to watch. I watched quite a bit of this game. I had money on it. I've actually backed the Buccaneers, and I think I need to get my head checked. There's a few times now that I've gone with them this season. The Bears have been bad at home in the last, uh, you know, the last 18 months or so, but they got the win here. Mixed performance. Matt Forte being the main man, I think, and uh, you know, McCown had a, a number of turnovers. Mike Evans picked up a nice touchdown again. That was one of the better plays that McCown had in the game. But I have to say, overall, DJ the slightly less bad team won this game and uh, it was a win here for the Chicago Bears did you catch any of this game? Yeah Colm as you said very poor game and not a lot to say no surprise the Bears getting a win over the Buccaneers Buccaneers have been poor this season probably the best thing about them has been their kicker who was on the show a few times and that's Pat Murray a few good kicks yesterday so hopefully he'll continue for the rest of the season I really don't see the box making the playoffs yeah the, the other thing DJ that was the thing they had a, a slight outside chance there with the way that division's going they could have still made it in so I was kind of thinking that way when I was putting on my bet but didn't work out to be just DJ I'm just uh, I read a review earlier off this game and just taking a few points out of it and you know, we talked about uh, when the Packers played the Bears earlier in the season, there was no punts in that game. You know, it was only the second time, I think, maybe in NFL history that happened. And then the, the Bucks in this game punted six times and the Bears punted nine times. So we had 15 punts in this game, which uh, shows how good the offenses were. And then the last line off it, the contest was as depressing as the weather in which it was played. So I guess that sums up anyone that missed the Buccaneers-Bears game. Uh, maybe don't try and catch the, the Game Pass game rewind of that or the all-22 the all coaches tape. Maybe skip that one over. Well, fly through the remaining games. Pack out the key points in them. Cincinnati getting a win over the Houston Texans. Big blow for the Houston Texans losing Ryan Mallett, who had two games he's out for the rest of the season he was in quite good form up to that point yeah he's a big blow for them torn pectoral muscle out for the rest of the season you know people were starting to think he could do well I wasn't overly impressed with him in this game how much of you know other circumstances affected it I, I don't know but you know he's out now for the rest of the season they'll be going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick I have to say DJ AJ Green again looking good a number of key third down conversions to him and you know when he's in the team it always helps Andy Dalton so have to have to say AJ Green kind of he's almost more of a key in this team than 
uh, the quarterback Andy Dalton, which seems seems a bit strange to say, but this team goes as far as AJ Green goes almost, and uh, Andy Dalton was responsible for the only touchdown for Houston in this game, which was a, a pick six. So, you know, he's had his troubles against Houston, but eventually DJ's picked up a win against them. So, you know, that'll be a bit more positive for Andy Dalton in the back-to-back road win. So, guess what more can you ask for? And, and performances can improve in the, in the coming week. So, I guess we'll just say that uh, Ryan Mild out for the rest of the season, bit of a blow for him and uh, a big one for the Bengals on the road again. San Diego Chargers getting a win over the St. Louis Rams, Calm Any points you want to discuss from this game yeah DJ the only key point out of this is uh, you know the Rams I thought should have won this game they were going quite well and they had the ball down uh, or they stopped the the Chargers on third down and they had a chance to you know get the ball back and it was punted back to Tavon Austin Tavon Austin took it back to the house but there was a penalty on uh, on the play by both teams and you know when you see the penalty that was against the St. Louis Rams it was absolutely shocking I'm sure it's one that you know I think the Rams will be getting a you know a notification that you know we apologize we made the wrong call I think that's what's going to happen here but you know that's no good to them when they lose the game Tavon Austin to go back to the house and it, it would have put them in the lead late late on in the game and I think it would have saved the win for the Rams as it was they, they couldn't get it done and uh, they lost this one by three points so I have to say DJ not too convinced recently by the by the Chargers and how they're playing and even with the I was saying about even with that it came down to a game clinching interception on the goal line DJ which thrown by Sean Hill they could have the field goal here to tie it up they kind of got a bit greedy maybe they went they obviously wanted to get the win and he threw a silly pass picked off in the end zone and that ended the game and Yes, uh, the St. Louis Rams will have to take this one home, but they have been much better uh, in the last few weeks. They picked up the win against the Broncos, and then they, they picked up a couple of good wins in recent weeks against the, the Seahawks and the 49ers. So very, very uh, better, a better few weeks for them. But, you know, this season, they're not going to make the playoffs, and we'll see what happens in the draft and how they go coming up in next season. But uh, they'll be better later, as I mentioned, by that blowing call by the officials. So, DJ, that wraps up the games. I know you're busy, so we'll let you we'll let you get back. So, thanks for joining us on the show again. We'll be back to talk with you later in the week. Okay, thanks. Hi, this is Harry Carson, former New York Giant and Pro Football Hall of Famer. You're listening to Overtime Ireland. So, that was DJ finishing up the show for this... Well, I was going to say for this week, but for this episode, we'll be back later in the week with another show. Stay tuned to the Overtime Ireland Twitter feed. We're unsure yet with the Thanksgiving schedule if we'll have a show on. Take it out on Friday. We have a show before that, previewing those games. We have a second show. We're all in the discussions yet. I know DJ's very busy at the moment, so we're trying to figure out which way to go about it. Our show later in the week, anyway, there'll definitely be one of them. I can guarantee you that. We're hoping to have a special guest join us on that to preview some of the games, talk about some of the things around the NFL. So do stay tuned to the at Overtime Ireland Twitter feed for that. And, uh, of course, the, there's a couple of games coming up tonight in the NFL, and I'm just going to do a quick uh, predict the score on them, I think. Well, I'm not going to go as far as predict the score in this one. Actually, I'll not keep you that long. I think the New Orleans Saints must win tonight. It's a must-win game for them. I suppose you can say that the, the Baltimore Ravens have to pick up a win to stay on track with the, the teams in their division. But I think, you know, at home, I talked last week on the show. I talked the week before on the show as well about we haven't seen the Saints lose at home. And then we actually said about we haven't seen the Saints lose back-to-back at home. And we've seen that. I'm going to say it now. We're not going to see them lose three times at home. Is that there? Is that the right way to go about it? Um, I think they're going to pick up a result here. I think they're going to move forward towards the top of that division and I think you'll see the New Orleans Saints making the playoffs so I think it's a win here you know at home you can't keep slipping up and I think they're they're going to get the result here in this one be a tough result for the Ravens coming off the bye I think they will impress they have impressed me all season long and I think you know I think they'll be really pushing towards the end of the season making the playoffs in their division as well so it is going to be a tough contest but I guess you have to pick a winner and I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints in this one 
The other game, of course, the game that was meant to be on on Sunday, it was postponed due to the snow, some serious snow in Buffalo. Mentioned about them trying to pay people $10 an hour to shovel snow, offering free tickets to the game. Well, free tickets were offered to the game, but the game isn't in Buffalo. The game is in Detroit, being played at the Lions Stadium. And be interesting to see how it goes being played on a neutral venue. Doesn't happen too much in the regular season in the NFL, but I think with that there, it takes away a little bit of the advantage Buffalo had, and I think it's going to give the New York Jets coming off the bye a little bit more of advantage. Obviously, the bye negated it a little bit because the Buffalo Bills played Thursday night football and lost against the Miami Dolphins. I think uh, both teams, you know, nothing little or nothing to play for for the rest of the season, but I think the, the Jets are a team that I think they'll always try and fight for Rex Ryan, so we'll see what happens in this one. I'm going for a Jets win, so tonight on Monday night, I think we're going to see the Saints win, the Jets win, and we'll see what else happens and I'm glad I'm saying the Jets are going to win without DJ being in the show because I'm sure well DJ in this, in this instance I suppose they're both in the in the division with the Patriots so I don't know who he would pick maybe he'll hope that the game is postponed again and both teams pick up a loss I don't know maybe DJ picks up a, a draw in game here a tie between the two teams but until I'm back later in the week stay tuned to the Overtime Ireland Twitter feed as I mentioned and uh, of course we'll have information on when the next show will be out but if you have listened to the show for the first time please do rate subscribe do subscribe for us then. Please give us a rating and a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to. Keep spreading the word. Thank you for listening. And until we're back later in the week, my name's Colm. DJ's no longer here, but his name's been DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.